All right, everybody. Today is Sunday, May 24th. Uh, wanted to just shoot out a quick video for pretty much a couple of you people as well as uh, all of our current clients just to give an update in regards to the Triple P loan that uh, went out just a couple of weeks ago. Um, the loan forgiveness application did go live recently. Um, just an FYI, if you hit me up, no, it's not to be filed yet. You still have to go through the eight week period after receiving the loan in order to disperse the funds as required. Um, obviously, there are a number of different items to consider when we do the application later on, but uh, there's a couple of items that are ongoing currently that I wanted to talk about and just send like a quick video update for um, pretty much everybody um, that I'm seeing on my end that a lot of people are not following or that they're facing um, certain issues or difficulties. So one of them happens to be maintaining the employee. In other words, your business was 20 people, five of them are only on payroll, the other 15 refuse to come back to work or there's no work for them to essentially do. So there's a number of items we need to discuss in regards to that. Perfect example is the restaurant industry. This is a very big hit industry that was greatly affected by COVID-19. So most of the restaurant clients that I have, I'm seeing that pretty much they started with very high payroll counts prior to COVID. After COVID, obviously, we shut down services. We can't maintain employee counts. That's obvious. That that's, that's understandable. The triple P was meant to cover payroll from the point that you close, or at least to the point that you receive the funds going forward up to the eight weeks to maintain your normal payroll amount. Now, I understand a lot of businesses may not see that as feasible. Um, obviously, you have a number of items to consider. Uh, it's, it's not as clear cut as SBA would like to make it be. So I understand in regards to that amount. So perfect example, you had 20 people, you know, 15 decided not to come back. You know, you got some cooks and things like that. Maybe one or two delivery guys. You don't have the, uh, let's say the, uh, the amount of business that were required to have all 20 back. That's understandable. You know, it, it is what it is. If you got a lot of money, I understand as a business owner, it's a little more difficult to see and use all that money to not cover other things such as your utilities and your rent. That's again, I understand that from your perspective. That being said, that was not the purpose of the triple P to essentially let all the workers collect unemployment. Now, if they refuse to come back to work, for example, you have a chef, you want to pay them in order to use the amount for forgiveness, for whatever reason that may be, um, they don't want to take the, the money or the pay because they want to stay on unemployment because Perhaps they're getting more money out of unemployment, which is the number one issue that I'm seeing a lot of clients face. If they refuse to go back on payroll or return to work, you must document that you did offer them that option. If you don't document that, come time when we do the application for forgiveness, they're going to request documentation showing that you try to re, uh, reinsert these people back on payroll. And that if they refuse, we need documentation to show that they refuse to return to work. So this is an important item that a lot of the clients need to start working on now, in fact, 
because come time when we do the application sometime let's say early july that's going to be an important factor we need to be able to provide this documentation showing that you know uh, john doe refused to return to work because he was making more money on unemployment versus you know um coming back to coming back to work or receiving normal payroll even if he wasn't working again as a business i understand that perhaps you may see it more feasible to say hey you know what i'm gonna save ten thousand dollars or whatever the case may be however much money you're gonna put on the side not putting them back on payroll letting them collect unemployment so you have more money and and funds to cover other operating expenses that are going to come come time when this you know we have to reopen business i understand that but i don't want people to say that i didn't warn you that those items or, or, or those amounts that are not forgivable will have to be paid back and that being said regardless you still have to get documentation showing that you try to put these people back on payroll and they refuse because even later on come time that we do the forgiveness they could still penalize you even further because there is a safe harbor act um, exclusion that go in there that is going to reduce the forgivable amount by percentages based on the reduction of head count so even if it's beyond your control they'll still reduce it if we don't have the actual documentation in place so i know this sounds a little confusing you're saying well you know does it matter because if i had lower payroll anyway it's not like they're going to penalize me more it could in some scenarios depending on the numbers and how it plays out it could actually penalize you more even if you didn't have that payroll to begin with and you didn't document it so regardless you still have to go through the process of documenting each and every employee that you try to rehire them and if they refuse that you have something showing that you did a good faith effort to put them back on payroll so if you're not sure how to go about that you can reach out to me and the office and we'll work out something that you know we could put pretty much a blanket template that you could send out to the employees and get out there and just have it documented you know, i don't care if you shoot it through email do a read receipt something of that nature if you want to go further and beyond you could do delivery that's fine too i don't think you need to go to that extent but you need something showing that they are aware of it and that you try to do your best my recommendation is you should also have it somehow signed back i don't know how feasible that may be given the current circumstances as if you have somebody that refused to return to work they're not going to sign if they're not there you know whether they reply back via email or not i still recommend you take some course of action so you know if you again if you're not sure how to go about it just reach out to us we'll try to work something out uh, uh, as far as like a game plan as to how to go about that you know moving on in regards to that there's some other items that i also see i see a lot of people asking me if i increase payroll by a significant amount will that help my forgiveness portion yes and no you have to keep in mind you have to be paying the same salary rate prior to covid if there is a reduction in the salary amounts that people were normally receiving that could come back to hurt you keep in mind when you borrowed this money it's based on a salary amount that you were taking on average so if you figure that you got two and a half months of average salary you reduce that amount then obviously later on your your average percentage is obviously less you're gonna get forgiven for a lot less now if you increase that amount if if you increase it based on somebody that say 
they were already guaranteed a pay raise or something of that nature or, or more hours, that's fine. That's perfectly allowable. What could be an issue is I see some people wanting to jack up salary mounts because their headcounts are reduced. And that may or may not play out too well. Because again, if you don't have the documentation that people did not want to return to work, that's going to come back to play against you. So the, so the documentation asking people to return to work or that you are showing a good faith effort to try to reach out to them to get them to return to work or go back on payroll is very crucial. So again, each situation depends on the matter whether increasing payroll will pay out. Again, owners should be wary of this amount because at the end of the day, depending on the amount that you're taking, remember, there is a capped amount that is averaged out. It is not up to 100000 to the point of when you are getting to the eight weeks. It is averaged out for the whole year. If you're taking a salary that on an annual basis was earning about 150 and you're now wanting to boost up and give yourself a bonus at 200000 it is not going to make a difference. You are already capped at the annual amount of 100000 anyway. So they will average that amount out during those eight-week periods. So increasing your bonus will not make any difference. Don't ask me again. Moving on. Another item. Uh, rent and utilities. I have a lot of people asking me in regards to that. How much in rent and how much in utilities can they pay? Again, I don't read anything in regards to SBA limiting the amount of rent and how much you could use. Uh, and let me rephrase that. There is a 25% cap in regards to 25% of the loan can be used for rent, utilities, and interest expense on business debt service payments. So in other words, if you have line of credit, um, a finance agreement in regards to something for the running of your business, that interest can be used in the calculation. What I mean to say is if I pay three, four, five months and it still falls within that 25% uh, percentile, will SBA allow me to use it or will they may only may allow me up to two months being that it's an eight week period, which is a good question. I don't read anything stating that there is a limit to the number of months for certain utility or certain expenses that can be paid, only a percentage of the loan amount. So if you fall within the 25%, I will take it that you're perfectly fine because in the wording in the application, it states also that accrued expenses at the time that you took the triple P loan is allowable. So in other words, if you have rent that is due up to the point that you took the loan, Essentially, if you paid it during that eight-week period after you got the loan, it would be allowable part of the forgiveness expense amount. So again, as far as I'm concerned, you shouldn't have an issue in regards to that. Uh, that being said, if you're trying to utilize the funds past the 25% amount um, in regards to your loan amount, I would be careful in regards to that. Again, you are capped at the 25% amount. Now, I know I have a lot of clients that are worried because they're still getting pressure from the landlord. They don't want to fall back in regards to utilities, um, which is starting to pile up. Regardless, even if the business is closed, they don't want to fall behind what's kind of whatever the case may be. But landlords being the biggest. Keep in mind, New York and a lot of other states on top of that. They did put um, laws into effect or guidance in, in some scenarios stating that you know no evictions are going to occur during that time you know landlords have to work with you as a business which i would think would be the best course of action you know there is going to be a tsunami effect after this whole scenario is over with so you know again the important thing is talk to your landlord don't ignore them 
I have a lot of people that are saying, well, look, this guy's knocking on my door. I got to give him the money. Yes and no. They could take you to court. Good luck. <laughs> the courts are closed. You know, I'm not saying to be a jerk to them either. But talk to them and make them understand that you're going through hardship. This is a very unique situation. And I'm going to say it from both sides because I understand as a landlord, there are a lot of expenses that are beyond a landlord's control. So as a tenant, you have to understand there are certain expenses. They have their mortgage. They have their property taxes. They have utility services in some cases, if, if, if it's not included or, or excluded in your thing, that they have to cover. And insurance is also another big item that is increasing every year. So on the landlord's defense, I understand the need to collect. That being said, I'd rather have a tenant that I could work with and keep alive versus crushing them. And now I have a vacancy. So as a tenant, you have to make them understand that because there's going to be a large gap of clients down the road, excuse me, a large gap of tenants to come in the foreseeable months. There's going to be a lot of businesses that are never going to reopen again, that they just financially got crushed so bad that vacancy is going to be at an all time high. So speaking to your landlord and making them understand that is crucial, but at the same time, work out a plan that is reasonable for both sides. As a business, you want to protect yourself that always a hundred percent. But you also have to, to an extent, play ball with them because there are some items that as a landlord, they can't really control. Um, there's only so much that New York has done and there's still a lot to come. And it's just not New York. Let me rephrase. That's that's for every state. So again, that's something to consider going back before going on a tangent. You know, try to stay within the 25% um, maximum amount for, for business expenses. Try not to go over that amount. You know, I understand people want to, you know, pay the rent, not fall behind. That's understandable. As long as you stay within the 25%, I think you're fine. Pretty much to wrap this up, um, you know, if you're a client of mine, you know, just bear in mind, you don't have to deal with the triple P loan forgiveness application, especially if we were the ones that helped you get the loan to begin with. That's that's a hurdle that we are going to take on ourselves. I just want everyone to pretty much please follow the guidance that I'm giving you. If you're not able to follow it 100%, just bear in mind, we could only request so much for the forgiveness. At the end of the day, is as they say, the numbers don't lie. So if you're not sure if you're following the proper steps or, or, the, um, or, or what needs to be done in order to maximize as much in regards to the loan forgiveness amount, hit me up, give me a call, shoot me a message, and I'll walk you guys through the process and see what you're doing up to date. And then, you know, we'll go from there and try to work out the best course of action for you guys to take to really maximize that loan as much as possible and turn that loan to pretty much just a grant at the end of the day. All right. So with that being said, I hope you guys stay safe. You know, enjoy this uh, Memorial Day weekend and, you know, I'll stay in touch with you guys soon. And hopefully I'll start putting out more content for everybody, both clients and everybody out there. All right. Take care. Peace.